So good morning, glad to see you here. And uh, a lot of people here, new faces. We have a special morning as uh, it's been announced, the uh, baptism. And so I just want, I've been invited by Pastor Mario to share a few thoughts on that. And then right after that, we'll have the testimonies and the baptism itself. And the title of my message this morning is, It's the Cross, Not Baptism. That's why I asked for the screen to be raised so we could see the cross behind you. Um, I one time found a while back there, somebody was sitting beside me and said, I didn't know we had a cross back there. Um, disadvantage, advantage of having PowerPoints and songs. But the, the cross, it's the cross, not baptism. In English, we have an expression that we use sometimes saying, all roads lead to Rome. And that expression comes from the fact that in the Roman Empire, many, many years ago, um, they had an incredible system of roads, networks, um, uh, that some exist even today. They were so built, built so well. And you could travel anywhere at that time, from Europe, from Africa, from Asia, wherever, and you could always get to Rome. All roads led to Rome, the capital. Well, I like to change that a little bit, modify that, saying all roads lead to the cross. All roads lead to the cross. Because it doesn't matter where you are, where you're from, who you are in society, uh, doesn't, you put any title on you or someone else. All roads lead to the cross. Here at our church, Fairview, over, I think pastors mentioned it before, over 30 some different ethnic groups, linguistic groups, nationalities amongst us. And you hear the testimonies, and we're going to hear the testimonies of those being baptized from coming from different corners of the world as we are representing here. And we have different stories, how God has worked in our lives. We've come along different roads, but we all have something in common, or I should say someone in common, is Jesus Christ. The cross. All roads lead to the cross. That is what brings us together. And the cross distinguishes Christianity from all other religions. It is central to the Christian faith. And the scriptures state clearly that the preaching of the message of the cross is foolishness to the unbeliever, but is the power of God to save for the believer. We read that through the work of Christ on the cross, we can have peace with God. It's through the cross that people of various cultural backgrounds can be reconciled not only to God, but one to another. Isn't that great? The conflicts that we read about and hear about are solved at the cross. Our guilt, selfishness, our disobedience, the debt of sin has been nailed to the cross. Because of Christ's sacrifice on the cross, all spiritual powers and authorities have been defeated because of Christ on the cross. And because Christ bore our sins on the cross, we can turn to God for healing of our body, our soul, our mind, and our emotions. All that's because of the cross, because of Jesus' work on the cross. So of all the symbols of the Christian faith, all of the teachings that we have in the scriptures, it is the cross that he declares that it is God who came down to us. It is God who reaches out to us. 
Emmanuel. Jesus, is one of his names is Emmanuel, God with us, because it's God who came down, God who reaches out to us, and not the reverse. It is not us who are trying to please God, trying to find God, do this so that God will receive us, whatever. God reaches down to us, and the cross is a witness of that, testifies to that. And there's nothing we can do There's nothing we can do to earn God's favor, to earn God's grace, to merit his blessings. It is God who does that to us in grace. All the good actions we can do, going to church, coming this morning, reading your Bible, praying, giving tithes, uh, loving your neighbor, loving your enemy, uh, not cheating, not stealing, all the good things that we can name and do, and they're very, very good but they do not get someone through what we call those pearly gates. Do not guarantee access to heaven. It is Christ on the cross. I want to read a few scriptures to you. You're going to have to listen because as you see, the power of the screen is not down. And I did that purposely because I wanted us to see the cross uh, this morning. So please listen. Ephesians chapter 2. Because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. Transgressions are our sins and our disobedience. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Do you catch the phrases in there about God? Great love of God, who's rich in mercy, saved by grace, the gift of God, by faith, not by works. See, it's all about God. Salvation and life with Christ, in Christ is all about him. <laughs> it's because of him. And gra- uh, I was going to say French, grâce à lui. <laughs> it's because of God. It's his work in us. Not just because we are trying to gain something. It's all about him. Thank you. Amen. Well, then why baptism? Somebody asked the question, well, if that's all there is, if it's all about that, why baptism? Well, just briefly, briefly, some thoughts and comments on baptism. Baptism, first of all, is not. Baptism does not cleanse one of their sins. Baptism does not cleanse someone of their sins. That is through the work of Christ on the cross. Baptism is not a requirement in order to be on good terms with God. Oh, I have to be baptized so God will love me better? No. It does not bring extra blessing to the believer. It does not make someone a better Christian. and does not guarantee that someone will go to heaven. But yet baptism is very, very important. And unfortunately, some have changed the meaning of baptism and teach that one can be saved through baptism or be blessed more by God because they're baptism, because they're baptized, and this leads to a false sense of being a Christian. And then we say, well, you have to be baptized, but the emphasis on baptism and then baptizing those who are not able to recognize Christ, even baptizing children or infants. The best example you have in the scriptures of someone saved by faith no works whatsoever 
is the thief on the cross. You know, Jesus was crucified. There's a man on each side. One mocked him. The other one recognized who he was. That person admitted two things. He was guilty as charged, deserved his punishment. That's what he said. We deserve it. I'm guilty. The second thing, recognize that Jesus would come back to life and reign as king, was a savior. And because of that, what did Jesus say? Today, you shall be with me in paradise. Because you see, when that man came down from the cross, he couldn't go to church. He couldn't be baptized. He couldn't do any good works. Why? Because he's dead. When he came down from the cross, he was dead. But alive in Christ. Alive in Christ. So why baptism? Three quick reasons. Obedience to Jesus. Out of obedience to our Savior and our Lord. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I command you. His command to go make disciples, baptize. And so in obedience to him, we baptize. Second reason, Romans chapter 6. Baptism is a symbol of death to self and life to Christ. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that, as Christ was raised from the dead, we too may live a new life. When you're baptized, Pastor Mario puts you down in the water, right? Now, if he left you there, what would happen? <laughs> it's okay, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Somebody will come to rescue if he does, okay? <laughs> but that's the symbol. We die to self. We die to self. And then coming out of the water, we symbolize and it reflects a new life in Christ. As Jesus was buried and rose again, so we too have that new life in Christ. The third reason, a public testimony. A public testimony of the power of the living Christ in our lives. And we publicly identify with other believers. Because he... Salvation, accepting Christ as Savior, putting your faith in Christ is a very personal thing, right? It's very personal. Baptism, very public. Very public. And we share that good news with those around us. So who can be baptized? It's so simple, yet life-changing. Simple, yet life-changing. In Acts chapter 8, there's a story of Philip, who we call Philip the Evangelist. And you can read the story in Acts chapter 8. It's a fairly long story, a great, great read. It's really encouraging to read. But Philip meets this government official from Ethiopia who's traveling back from Jerusalem back to Ethiopia. And Philip meets him along the road and is sharing the Bible, the truths, and the gospel with him. And this government official expresses, yes, I believe. I believe it. And so the government official says to Philip, hey, here's water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? 
And Philip answers and said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And the man answered, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. There's a requirement, a personal expression of faith and trust in Jesus Christ as our savior who died on the cross, the son of God. And that man confessed that and hey, you can be baptized. You don't have to attain a certain level of goodness, perfection <laughs> to be baptized. It's part of your spiritual journey as you walk along with the Lord. So baptism is very, very important. And please don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. I don't want to minimize baptism in any way. I remember my baptism. I was baptized with my mom and my sisters and my dad who hadn't accepted, he finally accepted the Lord, were baptized. I remember that. It's an important part. I'm sure those of you who are believers and be baptized, you remember the moment when you're baptized. It's a great time in your life of spiritual growth. But more important than baptism is the cross. Is the cross. Because the baptism reminds us of the cross. It is God who in his grace reaches down to us. Baptism points us to the cross and remind, tells us that salvation comes by faith, not by good works. By faith in the one who sacrificed himself on that cross. And baptism is a witness to the transforming power of the cross of Jesus Christ in the life of the believer. Because if there was no cross, there'd be no baptism. No cross, there's no baptism. If one does not personally acknowledge all that Christ has accomplished for them and trust in him as a personal savior, baptism loses its meaning. All that happens is you get wet. There's no meaning to it because baptism is a result of the work of Christ in your life. And you testify, you share that good news. So baptism points us to the cross, points us to the cross. Apostle Paul says in Galatians chapter six, and I finish with this verse, Galatians chapter six, in his, test, in his uh, writing to the Galatians about his faith and his life and his ministry, he states, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're proud of certain things, right? We like to boast, be proud of this, proud of that. We'd be proud of being a part of Fairview Church, of our baptism, of what I've done here, what I've done there. Okay, but may all that be secondary that we boast and are proud of the fact that Jesus Christ has died on the cross and he is my savior. May we boast of the cross as we celebrate a baptism, as we celebrate people's faith in Christ. May we not lose focus on the reason why we are here, because of Jesus and his work on the cross. The Lord bless you.